0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's All About You with Kimmy Sue. I'm so excited about this podcast. We have a special guest, which I'm going to tell you about here in just a minute. For those of you turning in for the first time, just know I want to make you laugh. I want to make you smile. Life is so hard right now for some people. Um, So I'm hoping that I enlighten you. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, just Google like Kimmy Sue, but it's all about you, with Kimmy Sue, and that's K-I-M-M-I-E-S-U-E. And I do want to take a minute to thank all of you that have supported us. Um, In the last few weeks, it's just, I'm blown away at the response, the, you're subscribing, you're giving us great feedback, and it's really just, just warming my heart. So I'm really, really excited about it. Thank you. And I want to um, introduce, of course, Kirill. He's here tonight. Hi, everyone. Here we go. Sexy Carol. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about him in here in just a minute. But first, I thought I should start tonight. I've had some revelations this week. And one of them is, you know, it was Lent, Ash Wednesday. So you have to give up something for Lent, right? So I actually gave up Candy Crush. I mean, I'm crushed about it. I'm like on level 13,000 or something crazy, right? What is it?
1: Uh, like 10,000.
0: It's a lot, but you know why I gave it up? Because I just thought I love it so much. It does help me unwind after work, but it keeps me from being present in my relationship, right? Or being present just in just period, right? It keeps me from doing my taxes, which I did, or he did. Um, it keeps me from just being present. So that, so giving that up was really a smart thing to do. And I will do this for 40 days. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, how many days do I have left? Like 32, I don't know, it's getting close. 33. All right, fine. Um, So that was one thing. The other revelation I had this week, this sounds crazy, but you know, we think about making our house look great, right? You want to have everything look nice. I'm going to tell you the most important room in your house is the bathroom that your guests use when they come over. Because think about it. When they're sitting there and they're peeing or whatever they're doing, I mean, they got time to look around. And I thought about this because the other day when I was at the office, like I was looking at the bathroom like, oh, okay. So I'm just telling you, if you really want to impress your guests, make sure your bathroom is clean. Kirill, did you clean the bathroom before our guest came tonight?
1: I always do. And I put fresh flowers. We have two vases in our bathroom and three candles. He's so cute, isn't he?
0: I can't. I really can't. Um, and then... My so I talked about Candy Crush, I talked about the bathroom. Then my final revelation is this it's not always about what you can't live with it, it's what you can't live without. And I decided I can't live without you, Kirill.
1: And I can't live without you.
0: So he asked me to marry me, and I said. Yes. And it's so exciting. So we are getting married. Applause, right? You know, so excited.
1: (laughs) If I could play that song by Sam Smith, Diamonds, 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 Monday. Oh,
0: diamonds. it's so cute. <laughs> I love you. So I'm really excited. And, and it was so appropriate because our guest that I'm going to introduce here in just a minute, you know, we talk about like the happily ever after, but with life comes death, right? And I, I really truly uh, feel like we all need to live every day to its fullest because you just don't know. And you know, we've been together for four years, right? I say, you know, all the time. I know I say it, I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep saying it. Anyway, four years, we bought this beautiful home and I just realized that this is the man I wanna spend the rest of my life with and I wanna have a commitment. And so why wait, right?
1: Why wait?
0: Exactly. Um, So we met our guest and I wanna introduce him now. Tonight I'm gonna introduce to you.
1: Can you tell them how we met them though?
0: Okay. So we met them. Um, so Shannon, who is my new assistant director and I love her. Um, they always go to Arnie's on Tuesday nights, correct? And Ellen, who is also a student of Kirill's of many years. And she's been an inspiration of mine for years. Cause she's just any gym I ever went to. I swear she was there. She's a workaholic powerhouse, right? Amazing. Um, So we stopped by because they had said, hey, stop by if you could. And we did. And I ended up meeting Bill and his beautiful wife, Sharon. And I started to find out what he did in life. And so, Bill, let's introduce Bill with a big round of applause, right?
2: Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you both.
0: So we're going to talk a little bit about life after death right now. And, um, I mean, it's a serious topic. And I think that, you know, remember when we started this and we were like, we want to introduce people to just different people in our community and, and, and things that people do and needs that we have and think about it. When your loved one passes away, it's a very traumatic experience. And I got to meet with Bill and we just started talking. I'm like, you'd be perfect for this podcast. So Bill, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to let you say a little something and you can tell us what your title is. And then we're going to go from there.
2: Sure. Uh, my first title is, uh, which a lot of people don't understand it, which is called a sexton.
0: So does that mean you like sex?
2: Uh, I like that, but, um, but it comes down to, uh, it's a cemetery and it takes care of the cemeteries from architectural to archeology span to uh, burying a loved one.
0: Wow. So okay. It's,
2: uh, it's a industry that I never thought I would be in, um, but it's the most rewarding position I've ever had in my life.
0: And that, to me, blew me away when you told me this. And I know we should have a disclaimer right first so that everybody understands. Go ahead.
2: Yes. uh, My disclaimer is I work for the city of Charlotte. So anything I say tonight is not a reflection of the city of Charlotte, but a reflection of my past experience and the families that I have taken care of in the past and in the future.
0: Okay. So what led you to this bill? What made you decide this is where you should be?
2: Well, that's a funny uh, topic in itself. Um, actually, I was in the, um, talking about uh, coaching baseball. Okay. And, and you hit a home run. <laughs> no, I had all these 12-year-old kids come flying after me, and then uh, one of the fathers came up to me and asked me, dude, I need you to work for me. And I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> I'm like, he goes, I work for the cemetery up on top of the hill. And I'm like, No. Absolutely not. And then uh, a couple weeks later, he came back to me again, and I said, no. Third time he came out to me because I buy you lunch. And of course, course. I I went with that one. So um, it was a job that affected my life forever. Um, It's a very rewarding job. Um, I love what I do. Is it hard? Absolutely. Um, it's hard to take care of a family when they lost a loved one. Um, especially now during the COVID, uh, pandemic, it's makes it that much harder right now. Um, but you've, we've doubled our burial, um, numbers for the past year.
0: And I I don't mean to interrupt you here, but is it, is it from COVID or is it from suicide? Is it a combination of both? Because I would assume that it's probably a combination of both, maybe.
2: It's it's a a combination of both. Um, And what happens is like in 2008, um, when we had a depression then, a lot of people ended up committing suicide. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was common. Uh, As soon as they closed businesses down, you have people that saved their whole life on starting a business. And all of a sudden, it just crashed on them, and that's what they they unfortunately fall to. And Then you have your overdoses that lead off to that, and so it's just not COVID, but it's a fact of the whole life of the events that happen, and it is a domino effect, mm-hmm. which is very sad, very sad. When you're sitting in a cemetery, and you're sitting in a piece of equipment, and you listen to the... A woman who drapes over a casket of their loved one who's only 20 years old and just it just tears your heart out, which is a, a very hard part of the job. Um, rewarding job, you have friends forever. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of the job. You end up helping them, they get back to you, and they never forget you. In fact, I have people that still contact me today that I've been dealing with for 17 years. Mm-hmm. So it was uh it's very rewarding uh like you have friends forever but it's just not burying some digging a hole and burying somebody in it and people don't realize that um I've talked to history history classes at UNCC and turned a lot of those people into uh wanting getting into this position mm-hmm. um we're very rare um wanted all over the United States um and it's it's a job that nobody wants.
0: So are you looking to hire? Do you feel like you're
2: short-staffed? Where are you at? Uh, well, I'm, I'm short-staffed for the city, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you right now, and which is different, and which I like to explain to people, is that there's a lot to this industry. There is the there's corporations who own cemeteries and funeral homes, and then there's your mom and pa shops that own those. Then there's municipalities, and then you have your churches. Um, so I want I like to educate people on the on the subject that you know you don't have to buy everything from a funeral director, okay? Uh, Amazon, Walmart hmm. are all selling caskets, urns, and everything else. They're getting in the industry, um, and that's why I like to educate people. But if there's any one thing that I like in a bad situation is when somebody has their stuff in order mm-hmm. um the hardest part of my bad day is when somebody walks in and they have nothing prepared
0: i remember you telling me this and this really hit a nerve with me and so I, i'm glad you're going to elaborate on that
2: yeah so it's it's six hours of hardness um i don't want to you know it's just that people are glazed. They don't understand. They don't know what's going on. They don't want to be there. They don't want to pay for it. They do not do anything about it. Um, so if there's anything they can do, it's just the hardest part is talking about it. Um, most everybody goes through life evading death. Um, yeah. Hardest part was three years into my job that, it was a hump that I had to get over where you're fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And then you finally realize that death is a part of life. And then embrace it. We don't want it.
1: Are you talking about your first three years when you started the job?
2: Yes. My first three years in this industry was the hardest, hardest three years. And there was a switch that came on one day that I woke up and I said, it's not about death. It's about life. Wow. And I love life. If there's anything I could tell you to anybody, we don't have enough of it because we don't know when, when is the biggest thing we could be. It could be a one-year-old. It could be a two-year-old. It could be a 13-year-old. It could be an 18-year-old. It could be a lady who's 118 years old. It's still hard at 118.
0: So let me ask you this. You know, when I think about a child, you know, I have a four-year-old stepson. I have a two-year-old granddaughter. I have a 16-year-old. I have a 30-year-old. I have a 26-year-old. Like, do you find if you're part of a, uh, sem- uh, a burial that's a child, is it, is it more challenging for you? Uh,
2: yes, it, it is because it's, it's a young person who hasn't had a chance to live their life. And that's where the missing part is. And for a parent to lose a child, I can guarantee you my wife loves her kids, and it, it would be a tragic if she lost one of them. Mm-hmm. It, w- it would be, and, and I know that. Um, it, it's very hard because it's like a midlife thing. They don't really have a chance to grow, mm-hmm. um, but I, I've seen p- people cry at 120 years old when they die.
0: Of course, and right. It's,
2: it's, it's, it's not easy. But it's it's. But if there's anything I want to tell people is the fact that love your life is the is the biggest thing, and that's what that's what I love. I'm such a happy go, fun guy.
1: So you live every day
2: like it's your last. It, absolutely. And
0: you know what I love about you, Bill. This is the cool part that I want everybody to know. So you are you ever out and you meet somebody and you say, "Hey, come over. We're gonna do this podcast." They're like sure. After they've had. Of course, you don't really drink that much. Well, 12 vodkas? No, I'm kidding. And they say, yeah, I'm coming. But the fact is there was something about you. I knew that you kind of needed to share and have a voice. And I'm so excited that you actually did show up because people do need to know about this. And um, it is about life. It is about celebrating life. As far as any advice that you might give people when they're trying to be prepared, are you suggesting that they, you know, like for Kirill and I, should we be go finding our burial plot? Are we going to be cremated? I mean, do we do a will? What are, what are some of your suggestions there?
2: All right. Let me put it to you this way. Since you two are standing right here. I Okay. He dies. It's so
0: sad. Okay. Not before October wait, 2nd. Wait, wait,
2: I'm wait, kidding. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Seriously. He dies. Do you know what he wants?
0: I believe he wants to be cremated. Yes.
2: Okay. After that, what else? I don't know. See, but you can't talk to him right now because he's gone.
0: I'm so glad you're not.
2: Yeah, He's oh. not. <laughs> okay. But I, but, but I get it. I get it. That's how, that's where my part comes in. Okay. Because they don't know what to do. Okay. He wants cremated. What now?
0: So it really goes back to something that we talk about probably week after week, and that's communication. I Mm -hmm. mean, even
2: death. You know,
0: we're spending all this time talking now about a wedding. We should talk about that, especially for the children and just so that I know that at least I'm putting you to rest. First of all, I'm going to die first. I want everybody to know this. But if you did, I would want to know what it is that you need and what you want me to do. So I think that's important. Um, So communication and celebrating life. Something else I wanted to talk to you about, Bill... I remember another thing you said. So I remembered everything because I only had like maybe a half, a bu- a little bit more than that of wine. Um, you were saying how you went through a lot of tea. So again, people don't think about some of these things. So can you talk about that for a minute?
2: All right. There's things that happen, during when somebody passes away. Uh, there's times that they do an autopsy. Um, so... At that point in time, you know, it's, it's tough because um, most people will dress a person in a suit with a nice white button-down dress. And, you know, that, that happens quite often. Um, but if you don't prepare the person who is deceased with an undergarment, um, there's a lot you can see what what happens with an autopsy. So, uh, the funny thing about this, which is not funny... Um, in my, in my sense, it is kind of funny, um, that I would call my wife to come up to the funeral home and bring a t-shirt.
0: I mean, this makes me want to cry. Like this yeah. tells me how, yeah how much you care about the family, not seeing that and, and how, how passionate you are about this yes. bill. I mean, it's amazing to me.
2: So, yeah, uh, and I don't want to see anybody, you know, have a bad experience or anything like that. So um, you ask your wife to bring you a T-shirt up and you know how inquisitive women can be. Well, why do you need a T-shirt? I'm like, just bring it up to the funeral home, please. <laughs> and get there with your daughter sitting in the car with you and hand it out the window. And it's for a 20 year old kid who didn't know what happened and he. Died, and they just said, you know, had an autopsy. They found out the problem, and the T-shirt went on that that, that poor kid wow. because I didn't want to bother the family uh, to bring me a T-shirt because they're going through a grief enough time right now. So they wow. came up, and uh, Sharon comes up and brings me a T-shirt, and we take care of business, and we move on. How about a cheers for Sharon? Yeah. <laughs>
1: that is amazing. right I mean, obviously yeah. you have to be very empathetic you i mean really, for sure and just watching you i mean i can see the tears in your eyes it's just amazing what you do and how much you love it and the passion that you have for what you do this is what is just um amazing let me ask you something about um sure, when the pandemic first hit or When was it like but March last year, and all of a sudden, there was so many deaths. I mm-hmm. mean, and people weren't allowed to have burials. And how can you just share with us what was it like? Uh, the,
2: the the sad part is, which a lot of people like about funerals and cemeteries is, um, a lot of people like to pay their respects to the family. Uh, unfortunately, um, at one point in time, there was only allowed ten people to show up. Um, for the committal service or the funeral. Um, And people had a hard time grieving from it Um, because the biggest thing about when a person passes is closure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of people don't uh, understand closure because it becomes a problem when you some people need to actually see that person go in the ground or a crypt or whatever they need to do. Uh, to closure in their life that that person is gone, and then, but a lot of that was left open with the COVID thing. Um, a lot of families missed out on a lot of loved ones, which was which was very hard.
0: It's got to be. You know, I'm from upstate New York, and I remember our funerals were like, you know, you had the day of the viewing, and it was just such a oh cumbersome thing for families. But in a weird way, I thought of, I think about it now. Like if I didn't have that time when my grandmother passed away to see all the people that loved her and supported her and, and just for them to hug me and help me. I mean, it's gotta be so, so hard, you know? Um, Something else I want to switch gears because we don't have a lot more time. So when I was in upstate New York, I had a paper route because, I mean, somebody had to buy my shoes, my clothes and everything else. Well, there was at the end of the route, it was a funeral home. It was called Allen's Funeral Home. It was in Johnson City, New York and I had to deliver to them and I had this fear of like spirits or something. So I remember there was always this kind of smell when I went into the funeral home and I had to bring the paper upstairs to the second floor. So I learned how to shoot it up really fast so I could run back out the door. I was just so afraid of like spirits or eerie things like, and I, I, I mean, do you ever have anything like that? Like, are you afraid of ghosts? Are you afraid of spirits or what's
2: happening? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I, I don't see no ghosts. Um, no I speed. ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> hey! I, you might want to call me a ghost. But what about when you push started?
0: Ghostbuster! I'm not buster being buster. funny. I'm like, just
1: being... Like, like, yeah, like day so. one. Day one <laughs> of the <it.
2: laughs> uh No. Um, probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to me that's uh, kind of ghostly related. Um, we had a moss land that burnt down um, up in Rochester, Pennsylvania. And it had... 7,000 family members in it, and wow. then we had to rebuild it. And I remember the day we got done with it, uh, my mentor, which I'll, I'll say Gary Frank, is a big part of my life. We still talk to this day, and he's the one that got me into this business. And thank you, Gary, if you ever hear this podcast, that it's uh, thank you for all what he did. And um, I was closing up the Lamb after we got everybody in. Um, which you guys don't understand that um, if somebody died during the 18 months of construction, we had to put them in a, what we called a temporary entombment, and then we had to move them all in once we got the occupancy permit to put people in their correct spots. And I was walking out one night, and I closed up the moss land, and I said, good night, everyone, and the hairs on the back of my neck went flying high, and that, that was about it. Um, but other than that, um, people tell me I don't look for it. Um, but no, I, I mean, do I believe in souls? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's remember, there's not one headstone that's the same and everybody has a story with a headstone.
0: Well, and this is another podcast, but I totally believe in that. I know Kirill does too. We are, um,
1: People say that we're spiritual beings having a human experience.
0: It's true. And I do believe that. And I think you're, you've got this.
2: No, you two are two beautiful people that I would love mm. to hang around with.
0: Well, we're going to hang around with you a lot. I think you're amazing. <laughs> and I really, truly was mesmerized by you. when we met you. I think the story was great. I think we could probably talk for another hour. Um, I do want to say it sounds to me like there is a need. If someone was maybe considering getting into this industry, what would they do? Do they go to the city of Charlotte and apply for a position? Like, how would they get started?
2: Uh, They could either call me at the city of Charlotte, email me at the city of Charlotte, and I will direct them in the correct direction. Okay. Um, You can start off like I did, coaching baseball. Okay. (laughs) And hopefully, somebody, you know, somebody picks you up. and, And you guys. Picked up on my empathy. That's what Gary Frank picked up on me.
0: That's awesome. I want to meet Gary. I'm going to, I might call him just so you know, Oh, I I should probably call him him right now, (laughs) but I won't put him on the spot, but I will say this. I do see this in you. You're an amazing guy. I feel like, um, it just opened my mind so much talking to you last week and realizing that, boy, yes, we celebrate life. We celebrate weddings. We celebrate babies, but we have to be there to help people go through that. The, the end of someone's life and help them to understand. And it really is true. Kirill and I do believe that we are all s- souls and we are all one. And I, I do believe that there's life after death. For sure. um, and that's, again, a whole that's nother topic. But um,
1: like you're saying, it's just the cycle of life. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, nobody wants to think about it because it's the last thing. But it's very important.
2: It is. Love life is too short. Okay.
0: Well, listen, we're going to start to close up here in a minute. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before I let you go? I could talk to you all night, which I probably will. We're probably going to end up back out there
2: by the fire pit, you know?
0: I mean, we might have a drink, maybe or maybe not.
2: Yeah. Um, No, I I mean, we can go on forever. I have so many stories.
1: Well, we'll have you back again. Definitely have you back. That's fine. Thank you so much, Bill. You're amazing. You're amazing. So listen,
0: I just want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank Bill. Um, I want to thank Carol for marrying me or asking me to. And I think you're going to hear more from Bill. Thank you. He's amazing. And so listen, if you got nothing else out of tonight, make love, not war. Love every single day. Love the people that you're with. Like, be happy. Celebrate, but also be prepared. You know, it's a hard topic, but don't you want to know what your loved one wants when there's
1: that time? Absolutely. And live every day like it's your last. I love you, Carol. All
0: right, we love you. Good night. We'll see you next week. Right?